When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. And welcome back to the We Got The Chocolates podcast. What the frick is that? Don't they do dad jokes? Wait, there's a podcast? Yeah, there's a podcast, you numpty. It's the sports chat and debates for you and your mates. Check out these less than marvellous bits coming up. Nothing. I just opened my mouth on. I was just sat there with my mouth open like, mate, I've got nothing. I promise. <laughs> no, that's fair. In Australia, we consider sucking not being the best. Yeah. From my lunch break, I'm sitting down at my desk and I'm like researching the Gabba's dress code. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trying to figure out. And I've decided, no, nah, I'm, I'm just going to have to back in what I've got. <laughs> Put your buddy hand in a bucket of diamonds and pull out a rock, didn't you, mate? <laughs> <laughs> Stop the call. Fuck, I hate spelling. <laughs> Scouts, we got the Chocolates podcast episode 109. It's great to have you back with us for another week where we can bring the locker room to your lounge room. I'm Lee. I'm Mitch. And I'm Andrew. And in fact, we are actually on location here at the Gabba Cricket Ground. So we are bringing the media room to your lounge room, in fact. This is where we are at the moment. We're at the Gabba watching the Queensland Bulls take on Western Australia in the Marsh One Day Cup, uh, which is exciting. Great little change of change of scenery here. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, outstanding. Uh, Skin, do you know why it's called the Gabba, by the way? Uh, I'm thinking because it's in Wool and Gabba. That is exactly correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. First piece of learning for the podcast Very episode, good. 109 there. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, go to review. Yeah, we have one, one, don't we? Oh, we yeah, do have one. And we yeah. always ask people for really good ones, and they're only ever really good ones for us, though, aren't they? So, our review this week. Oh, it doesn't tell you who this is from. But anyway, no, keep, sending in, keep sending them in, though, There guys. are quite random names that you have to put in, though, I think, for yeah. these reviews on Apple Podcasts. Okay. Well, this one says, I've been going back and listening to all the episodes while in quarantine in Darwin and on London and LA trips. It has certainly helped me through the endless hours of boredom. Keep up the good work, lads, with a thumbs-up emoji. Oh, that was from TC. 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 Is it? Yeah, it is. Oh, great. It's from TC. Thanks, TC. Yeah, very good. Thanks, TC. Appreciate it. And you can also get your reviews in um, on Apple Podcasts at the moment. It's the only place you can leave a review, I think. But they're appreciated. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We do appreciate them. Please keep them coming. Thank absolutely. you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I've got a story, actually, guys. Uh, this is from when I was teaching, which is not that long ago. Uh, it's one of my worst moments as a teacher, I reckon. So uh, we've given, like, directive from the principal to really stamp down on the chewing gum scenario that was going on. I'm sure you guys both probably went through that at some stage when you were at school. The old-fashioned want to chew gum to be mm-hmm. cool. Yep. Uh, we had a real case of it going in this in this school that I was teaching in. And, yeah, so principals come in and said, look, we've got to stamp down on this, sort it out. Like Any kids chewing gum, send them straight to me. 
etc., etc. I sort of didn't want to send kids out of my class to go to the principal for chewing gum. It seemed like a massive waste of time to me. So I sort of started cracking down and just going like, look, just put it in the bin. Like, spit your gum out on the way in. You're not hiding it from anyone. Spit it in the bin. Let's get on with the lesson. That was sort of my approach. Um, And then one day I've seen this kid at the back of the class and he'd caused like a little bit of grief. Like he was quite disruptive and he was sort of starting to grind my gears quite badly towards the end of the lesson. And I sort of beckoned him to the front said like mate what is going on like you've, you've got to sort this out like talking about his actual behavior and then the whole time he's like chewing like genuinely looked like he was chewing on gum mm. and i was mm. just like and this is not the time to be chewing gum like you're already you're already sort of on your last legs here like i just stop chewing what are you chewing and he said oh so no i'm not um i'm not chewing gum i've got pika condition i know <laughs> just just a condition where i just constantly chew on things that aren't food so it's just paper yeah right. <laughs> it was like a what? genuine. I went and looked up his medical records. Like a hundred percent, he had peak. He condition. didn't sit you out. No, it was chewing on paper. Yeah, it's an eating disorder in which the person eats things that are not usually considered food skin. Yeah right. Uh, so not? that was very embarrassing. I was probably went from being incredibly like I'm a tough teacher, like yeah, get this up yeah, here, yeah. to I'm so sorry, mate. Like, <laughs> I was just right. like just crumbled okay. just crumbled straight one of away. my teachers did well did something similar to me in grade 8 but I didn't have pika I just was genuinely not chewing anything I was just sitting there working diligently and got chewing yelled at chewing inside your mouth yeah, I guess so yeah you're peaking <laughs> really? yeah. chewing up yeah. what'd you go and spit in the bin nothing no. I just opened my mouth mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I was just sat there with my mouth open like mate I've got nothing I promise <laughs> <laughs> oh dear um, now Skin yeah. I think we've screwed this up a little bit I think you've got joke of the day and then you're actually leading us through that. oh you're kidding yeah, yeah right so I probably should have told the joke before you the story in hindsight yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah, let me let me start with the joke, eh? Um wanted to ask you, what is, which country has the fastest growing capital city? Russia. No, Ireland. Every year it's Dublin. Oh, no, bad. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of um, one pickup line that I've never tried mm-hmm. myself. Um, but yeah, there, there would, was one, <laughs> I heard someone say pickup line that involved that as well. Mm. Um, are you from Ireland? Because every time I see you, my penis is Dublin. Come on, Stroll. Wasn't bad. I don't, know. I don't think it worked. But yeah, no, I probably wouldn't be giving it a crack. But, uh, <laughs> anyways, all right. Yeah, so we'll move on to the next segment, which I'm also taking. Eh? Uh, and last week I told a story. My, yeah, I told the story at the start of the episode last week, and it was a prank. I was complaining about one of my mates at work who'd stitched me up. Um, and I asked the listeners if they had any any prank stories of their own that they could send in, and we, we had a few sent in. We, we got a few contributions, and yeah, I think Goaty's yeah. even got one as well, so we're just going to yeah. run through some of those. But, yeah, it might start with these two. They come from Jason, I believe. Yes. He says, Being a teacher, I can confirm that this is basically all that goes on in staff rooms. Um, I have experience on both sides of the ledger here. The first one, I walked into my staff room to find everything that was on my desk or shelves had been taped to the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> That's that a fair effort. That is <laughs> that good. is a very fair effort. I was yeah. expecting like wrapped in alfoil or something there, but that's we've a, done that one. Yeah, I think we've talked people about that <laughs> yeah. before. Yeah, that's a classic. But tape to the ceiling. Yeah. Uh, so he says special mention on the quality tape work required uh, to to not have the textbooks textbooks falling off. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean yeah, textbooks are quite of, heavy. It's so. a bit of bloody weight to work with there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then he, he's got another one. He says the second one involved me hiding a rubber snake under a friend's stand up desk after she realised it was me. She took the wheel off my car and sent me on a scavenger hunt around the school to find where she'd hidden my Excellent. wheel so I couldn't drive home that <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> that that really seems an extreme that, reaction. That, yeah. But, um, yeah, that is, that's taking it to another level. Although that actually reminds me of my own prank story, if I may. Back in, in high school, like when 
when our mates sort of just started getting our peas and a few kids started driving to school, I, one of my mates asked me to go get something out of his car for some mm-hmm. reason, mm-hmm. and I just moved his car. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, oh, it was that like first first yeah. break. We, we've done that a couple yeah, of times. <laughs> it's, it's classic. I thought, yeah. I thought that was a given, but he, yeah, I moved it a couple hundred metres down the road yeah. and it came to like three o'clock in the afternoon when he's trying to get home and he had a proper freak out. We did that to someone playing this game, Jack Wilderness, actually. We, oh no, it was Josh, Jack and Josh. We yeah. moved their car from Uni Cricket Club to the IGA down the road during right. the rain delay. <laughs> yeah. Strong. Why would you? <laughs> you used to do it to me all the time. Whenever like we'd go to the shops yeah. together, you'd just be like, can you just run in and grab me like a dare ice coffee or something? Yeah. And then I'd come out and I was like, yeah, the car's moved. Yeah. <laughs> get the train champ. Yeah. <laughs> I just had no idea. What well, well, we tried to get skin today with a prey. Yeah. I think it was you're mildly a, successful, yeah. wasn't it, skin? Talk us through that. Uh, it was. You you probably cooked yourself a little bit. If you had the conversation the night before, you would have absolutely uh, yeah, 100% got we, me. We were very unlucky. Like the t- Our yeah. timing of conversation was about, what do you reckon? 20 seconds 20 out, seconds, reckon. yeah. 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 Out yeah. from where yeah. it needed to be. Yeah. yeah. So basically, we were, if we're telling that story, we were, am I, I'm telling that story? Yeah, you may yeah. as well. So we were planning coming here to the Gabba today, um, and I think Lee, yeah, Lee must have mentioned it last night or this morning or something, so I just sort of packed my computer and whatnot, and I was going to come straight from work. Uh, and these two have sent me a message this oh, maybe around lunchtime today, like very seriously saying that we're, you know, we're going into the members section of the Gabba, so, you know, we need to, like, what's, the, I think they've got a dress code and stuff, like, I'm going to be bringing slacks and, and a, a button-up shirt and stuff. <laughs> you said and you were going to wear a top. Yeah. <laughs> no, I said, said he was going to wear a jacket, jacket, jacket. I'll, I'll pack my tie, just, yeah. in, just case. in case. I'll pack the tie, yeah. yeah, and I'm freaking out, I was like, mate, I'm coming straight from work, like, I'm wearing jeans and a polo, I've got a pretty casual dress code here, I'm no chance, I've got, I've got like, white sneakers on, and so I'm having a freak out, and Cody's like, telling me, mate, just, just ask, ask around, someone at work will have something formal that you can wear, just buy it. Like borrow borrow one of your mates, or if you can't, like you work in the city, just go down the road and buy something. And I was like coming up with all these possible plans. And then I've I've gotten back from my lunch break. I'm sitting down at my desk and I'm like researching the Gabba's dress code, <laughs> trying yeah, to figure out. And I've decided, no, nah, I'm I'm just gonna have to back in what I've got. Like it it's it's too casual, but it it sort of scrapes by. I've got a collared shirt, clean sneakers, and tidy denim. I, I fit. I meet all the criteria. Any so rips? Said, Any rips in those dinner? No, no, no. They're tidy. Save so, it for later. So I've said, yeah, you know, I'm just going to have to cop that I'll be a little bit underdressed, but I'm sure they'll let me in. I meet all the criteria. And then I've walked in here and, well, go to you're wearing shorts and thongs mm-hmm. and Lethal's wearing yeah, shorts pink and socks. runners, pink socks. <laughs> we got the chalk shirt, shirt which has zero collar. <laughs> he walked in where Mitch Scotty was here. Why are we not all dressed up? Hang on. What? Why are you not dressed up? I thought I was going to be underdressed. It was like, oh, yeah, we were just trying to prank you. Lethal and I, we've done a few pranks together, haven't we? But like this this one wasn't didn't involve you. This uh, one was with a person we mentioned on the podcast a lot, Josh Daskam. We need um, to get him on. We really do need to get him on. He finds so, his way into every episode. He does, he? <laughs> he's, yeah, he's, he's a wizard. But So basically, we, we had a, a young, uh, really, really good batter. He still is a good batter. Played our career club. Uh, well, should we name him? Let's just call him... Jack B, I know that's too obvious. Jay Beath, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, never get it. they'll never get yeah, it. Yeah, they'll never get that. Anyway, so basically, he he just finished. Like he was captain of the Queensland Nineteens. Um, you know, the young fellas like they're pretty mm. sort of they're pretty comfortable that sort of thing. So we thought mm. we'd bring it down a notch. So Dash and I sat down and we set up a fake email address, um, claiming that there was a futures under twenty one IPL for up and coming cricketers all around the world. So Perfect. we we set up uh, an email address under the name of Kapil Mahotra uh, at gmail.com.au, Obviously, pretty professional. Yeah. Um, basically, and we we sent him an email basically, "Hey Jack, my name is Kapil, a member of the IPL." Governing Council and Chairman of the Futures IPL Organising Committee. Congratulations on your success, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, 
it basically sort of said there's a there's a futures league IPL, so an under twenty ones IPL. We've got we've been sworn to secrecy, um, so you can't tell anyone. But your under nineteens coach has, has mentioned you as a possible candidate. Are you interested? Uh, obviously, he was you know dog with two dicks again. Um, <laughs> he said, but you can't tell anyone. Anyway, Beathy sort of texted me said, this has happened. This is the best day of my life. And I thought, okay, we might have crossed the line a little bit here. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's taking it hook, line. Yeah, hook, line, and sinker. sinker. and eating the fisherman. Yeah, oh, yeah. He couldn't, but the best part about it, he, he's ended up talking to, to Josh, Josh and I about it. And we were emailing back and forth, obviously, as you do. You've got to, you've got to commit to these things, right? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, look, the base price is 10000 US dollars. Um, and Dash and I convinced him to go, no, I want 20. <laughs> <laughs> so you're negotiating with yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, I said, I'm not coming for less than 20. <laughs> uh, there's a lot more to it, but we were under time pressure. But sorry, Beefy. This is a while ago. Did he get the 20? No, he didn't get 20. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of effort in it. It's very yeah. good. Oh, skid, no, I was gonna, I was gonna draw your attention to another one that got sent in as well. This was from Mitch, uh, not you. No, I think. Uh, no. uh, this is from a Mitch that actually works as a uh, on a yacht, generally like on super yachts. He says one of the deckies on a yacht I worked with uh, was leaving, and old mate, being the un- sorry, the unsuspecting fresh faced decky, left his bag in the crew mess. Any crew member who's been around the traps for even the shortest time knows never to leave your plate of food or your bags unattended. Makes sense. Sure. Uh, so quicker than you can say, Eshe. I'm not sure why you would say that. Good <laughs> <laughs> thing to weasel in there. <laughs> Seems really off topic. Mm. Anyway, quicker than you can say, Eshe. Yeah, uh, we got together with the engineers and put a massive stainless steel propeller in his bag. Mm. Right. However... Mm. That was just the start. When the young fella got to the airport and checked in, he became very confused as to why his bag was over the limit, like the baggage allowance, weight limit. Of course. All right. As he unzipped his bag in front of the check-in chick, it became very apparent when he sees a shiny propeller, a heavily detailed pornographic magazine, and a pair of saucy stewardess underwear proudly sitting on the top of his bag. Needless to say, the check-in girl was very confused as to what he was going to discard. (laughs) No. That is good. I rate that. Oh, dearie me. All right, gang, time for our sport chat for the week. And Lethal, uh, you're on the tools straight away, mate. We're, uh, we've got a voicemail sent in from Lisa, who's <laughs> so a sports scientist. Not the easiest position to get on the tools from here. Just quite. I've heard that. Change about angle. <laughs> <laughs> you would know. Uh, um, yes, here we go. This is, this is who do we say it was from? Lisa. Lisa. And this is, sorry, just for context, we were talking last week about the AFL banning uh, skin fold testing mm-hmm. from yeah. drafting, from their drafting process. Uh, and so we put up some stuff on, on social media, TikTok and Instagram about it. And this is something that Lisa sent in. Hi, boys. Liza from Perth Liza. here. I am sorry, a Liza. sports scientist at the University of Western Australia. I left a very illiterate comment on one of your TikToks in regards to skin fold testing, but I'm dyslexic, so sue me. Just wanted to come on and say that skinfold testing is really inaccurate. It is not a measure of your fitness or your level of fitness at all. It's quite simply a measure of where you are genetically predisposed to have your adipose tissue on your body. It is determined by your genetics, your parents, um, and it is really not an accurate measure of a player's fitness. And cutting it out of the program's when it really served no genuine scientific purpose, when you look at the evidence, is something that I would support as a sports scientist. Um, the negative effects it has on a person's self-esteem is really outweighed by the 
pseudo benefits that people claim that skin folds have. So just thought I'd come on and give my semi-professional um, take. Love the podcast. Keep up the good work. Yeah, we do love a semi-professional take. Yeah, that's, that's all of us. That we do. <laughs> Thanks a lot. That's perfect. That Pitching basically perfect. backed out up what we sort of said last week yeah. too. Yeah, it? we all had that opinion. We yeah. just didn't really have the science to back it up. So thank you. I should as an exercise physiologist really have really contributed a bit more to that last week. Yeah. That's yeah, we probably could have gone a bit bit harder there, but no, that's good. No. Thank you. Beautiful. Well said. And a bit of news cricket-wise, and we talk about cricket a lot, but we had the 2020 World Cup final uh, over the, well, this comes out Thursday, so a couple of nights ago now, I would say. Yeah. Our Aussie boys, given the Kiwis, a bit of a touch-up of the final, which yeah, is really, really exciting. Um, we all gave our predictions last uh, episode of how how we thought the semi-finals and final would play out. Skin, you obviously went pretty well. Do you want to lead us off? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't have gotten anything more no. wrong if I tried. So yeah. I said, "What did I say again? England you, would beat New Zealand." Firstly, no one was going to no one was going to beat England. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said Australia would get, lose to Pakistan. England would beat Pakistan, mm-hmm. and then you said Australia would somehow sneak through. And I said, even if Australia get to the final, they're not winning. Is what I said, mm-hmm. and I couldn't possibly have been more wrong. So yep. New Zealand dusted England. Uh, we dusted Pakistan, and then and then beat New Zealand in the final. Mm-hmm. Good honest, which yeah. I, yeah. So I've England. you know I've, Australia has made an absolute fool of me, and I'm quite happy about it. Yeah, yeah. and so, I I was considerably unlucky because mm. I said that uh, England would beat New Zealand. Yep, which they didn't. So that's unlucky. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but your buddy handed a bucket of diamonds and pulled out a rock, didn't you? Know? <laughs> <laughs> Don't know how that happened. No. And then Australia, I said, would get through the semi. Oh, yeah. I still maintain that if Australia had played England in the final, they would have lost. But there you go. Yeah, well, you can't really, that's that's irrelevant. If you have some bucks for candy and nuts. Um, How do you go, Gary? I went okay. Thanks for asking, actually. Well, I actually tipped uh, Australia to win the tournament. Uh, yep. and, and I also tipped uh, New Zealand to be in the final. So yes. three yeah, for three for me. Right. That's hardly you know surprising. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's what I do. So yeah. it's what I do. And but just, as a, sure. just as an update, too, by the way, who did you tip? Out here, uh, we're at the Gabbo, and we're watching the uh, look, we're watching the Marsh Cup one gonna, day. So it's our state. It's basically our state. So Queensland versus Western Australia. Look, Cooney mm. and Sully are going to have to pull something out of their backsides. They need a hundred off, or oh, not too many Prunskis. A hundred off forty-two with one week in hand. That would be some serious batting. I would like to see it. I would rather be watching that than doing that if that was to happen. Yeah. <laughs> if that was to happen. So yes. no, but well done to our Aussie boys. Um, Mitch Marsh. Bang him everywhere, all tournaments. So yeah, he yeah. might actually be the smoky for the Ashes squad, possibly on the back of this. You know, it sort of happened. Yeah. Yeah, happened. Uh, George that. Bailey, yeah, and like you know, he two twenty thirteen fourteen, he had a, a cracker one day tour of India, and sort of got picked in the Ashes on the back of that one on that one day form. Mm-hmm. Possibly Mitch Marsh again. I don't know. Yeah. There's probably a couple ahead of him with you know Travis Head and Uzi and stuff yeah. like that, but. What about Wade's, Wade's knock in the semi, was yeah. it? How easy yeah. did he make that look? What the hell with those little bloody ramp shots mm. and stuff? He was just a step ahead. He was reading, yeah. Yeah. reading was the playbook. Yeah, no, it, was, it was fantastic. So well done. Cody, can you at least make me feel a little bit better about myself? They played so much better in the finals than they had all, like in the whole lead up to the World Cup, even in probably most of their round games. Like They hadn't really quite clicked, you know. It didn't look... Yeah, but I reckon they always felt likely. You know what I mean? Like, I just had a gut feel. Like It felt... Likely, like like Starkey went for sixty, but like I even yeah. said last week, like that Hazelwood's a guru. He bowled what three overs, no four overs, three for seventeen or something overnight. Yeah. Like man, that's incredible. Zamp had an amazing tournament. Yeah. Like the batters all clicked. Like Warner, well, Finchy yeah. didn't get any, but yeah, uh, Warner, Marsh, Warner, yeah, like Smith he, didn't even bat. Them. Um, and then even Stoinis, he averaged forty odd and Stryker had one hundred and fifty. So like, yeah. you know, it's like I don't know. 
I, I wouldn't say it was an obvious one, but it felt likely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll take that. That's good. Guys, one thing I wanted to talk to you about, and we've had this discussion before, it's one of the things that we like about the We Got The Chocolates podcast is that uh, it essentially is is the chats that we would have with our mates. So sometimes we can be idiots, mm-hmm. i.e. pranking stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes there's more, I guess, uh, serious conversations that'll, that'll come up and, and that you can have. And this one, I think, leads to that. So Liam Jones, the AFL defender for Carlton, he's only 30 years old. He yesterday announced his retirement from the AFL, and he has actually stated, I should make this clear, he's stated that it is for personal reasons, mm-hmm. so he's kept that quite quiet, uh, but he's also, like, over the last couple of months, it's been very clear that he's been against the vaccination, uh, and that that's the reason, well, yeah, that's what's being reported mm-hmm. as the reason for him not wanting to continue his career. And potentially, mm-hmm. like, decent contract, like, good player, good defender, potentially turning down lots and lots of money over the next, yep. like not just this season, which he was contracted for, but he's only 30, so he can play until he was potentially yeah, 33, three 34. Years yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's obviously something that he feels incredibly strongly about, there's no question. So that, I guess we, we've sort of been having this discussion a little bit over the last couple of weeks about sort of that that idea of choice and like wanting, I know when we were speaking about the Quinton de Kock thing a couple of weeks ago, it was the same sort of thing about, mm-hmm. about the idea of choice and obviously the vaccination, that's sort of been, in the crowds, like with Novak Djokovic. Yeah. It's come up a few times on the podcast. There's a couple of things that I would like to say, and I, and I guess uh, I'll have some thoughts around it, and I'd love you to argue with me. Like, that's you too as well, and, mm-hmm. and any listeners out there, and I'll certainly encourage debate. And, in fact, I'll obviously respect your differing opinions as well, so I'd love to have the debate. But this idea of choice uh, confuses me a little bit because I feel like mm. we, we, have, we do so many things like in sport, for example, yep. like in AFL, you've got so many rules that you do follow. You, you can't take performance-enhancing drugs. Uh, like, you know, there's yep. you can't take people's heads off. There's, there's yep. rules yep. that we follow. Recreational drug rules right now yep. as well. Re- so. Recreational drug use as well, exactly. So as you, you sign up to be an AFL player, there is so many elements of things that you just have to do that you don't get a choice in, really. It's yep. just they're done for the, for the good of the game. And the AFL has essentially, I think, tried to do the same thing here where they've put, you know, a... a mandate in place to say only vaccinated players mm-hmm. can play right. mm. um, that element of choice confuses me a little bit because I feel like sometimes you pick and choose <laughs> when you're happy to just follow instructions for safety and, and I've said that before as well if I if I go down to the doctor and I get it like and they go this is what's wrong with you then I just I just go okay yeah cool what do I need to do they give me a script and I go and get it filled out without asking any further questions now maybe there's people out there that don't do that mm. um, but that's certainly like what I do and then when it comes to something around COVID, it seems like everyone freaks out far more. Yeah. Mm. Well, the interesting yeah. thing I find with it as well is that, like, j- just because, like, you know, the, f- the freedom of choice argument, which is, yeah, which is true, there is freedom of choice, but that also doesn't necessarily mean there's no freedom of consequence then as well, you know what I mean? So, like, you, you, if you can make that choice, that's fine, but well, the consequence is that, you know, you, you miss out on being a professional. Yeah. And he, he might very well have had enough by that we don't yeah, know exactly. that and yeah. like we're, yeah. we're just making assumptions as well like but i think what's what'll end up happening and it's sort of already happened with john asiata in the nrl is that you might not be able to find other work for a little while as well like yeah. so yeah so asiata's they're yeah, thinking of turning down his canterbury contract and saying well i'd rather go work on a construction site well in sydney you can't work on a construction site in yeah. areas if you're not vaccinated as well so i don't think it's as simple as oh well i'll just go get a yeah. job yeah, yeah. sometimes as well. So there's probably a touch more to it than maybe we think from the mm. from the naivety point of view. Yeah. So well that probably leads on to the next point. I agree. So I think you 
yeah, nailed it there. Like you, you can choose to do lots of things in life, but there's also consequences mm-hmm. for that. Like you could choose to take cocaine as yeah. a professional athlete, but if you get caught, you'll yeah. get rubbed out for yeah. games. Um, the other thing is that I think a lot of the times it's not so much about your choice. It's these things like from an AFL perspective, it's for other people. Yeah. Like it's put in for others. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the same as the the fact that we, we go 40, might be different in other states, but we go 40 through a school zone yeah. when school kids are crossing the road. Yeah. It's not for your sake. It's for so you don't yeah. hit kids. Yeah. yeah. Um, All that smoking in public. Mm. Smoking in public is for yeah. other people's health. Like it, it's not so much for – so in that scenario, like what, what if – I mean the vaccine obviously, like it, it's – it's meant to come in and, and offer some sort of um, skin. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I assume it's meant to stop the spread of disease and certainly stop the the severity co- severity of the yeah, yeah of what of what you experience, right? Yeah, that's my understanding. So, if you're a vaccinated player, should you then not have the choice to play against you know yeah to unvaccinated players? Yeah. Like, if you start to think of other people that are vaccinated, should that should is it then right for them to have to play against mm. people that are not vaccinated or, we, or even play mm. with lethal as well yeah, because there exactly. might be some people who are so pro vaccine and pro this this way of thinking that we will go well you know what yeah. mate love you good fella but you know what I'm not going to play with you yeah well I'm not going to play either yeah, so they that, could start retiring for the well, other so one. I mean you get yeah. four or five guys and all of a sudden it's all shit we're going to get these guys from you know what I mean so it's it's a real tricky one mate it's a really really tricky one yeah yes I haven't got got a lot to add that you haven't already touched on. I was going to mention the sort of news that came out recently about uh, people who aren't double vaccinated won't be able to go into bars and clubs and things. And that sort of caused a massive uproar for for similar reasons. I guess Mm. people felt like they were getting their their freedom of choice taken away from them. Um, mm. Which, which I, yeah, I didn't really understand. I've, I still felt like you had, you have the choice to not get vaccinated. You just have consequences that come along with it. So, but you can't go into a bar if you're absolutely paralytic. They kick you out, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, you'd like to go into that bar. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, there's other people there that need. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's a choice as well. You yeah. know what I mean? So, I think there's like we're all pro vaccine here, obviously, and yeah. it, it's yeah. just uh, I think the, the whole freedom of choice thing stands up. To a point, but there's also well, that's great. I understand that, but you know, there's freedom of consequence from you know the vast majority, which is going to be ninety odd percent right that are going to be double backs yeah. by the sort of time we're all done. So yeah, you know. well, I heard that. I think borders are opening actually like earlier now, like because our vaccine rates in Queensland are, are mm-hmm. higher than what they're yeah. expecting this time. So I think it's actually going to going to open uh, very soon. Um, the only other point that I also wanted to make is people. I think one of the other arguments that I read a lot is or what's happened so quickly or it's so new or it's such a new thing and how how can we trust it like I've got mm. I even read like quotes from Christian Chipark, uh, sorry Christian Petrarca today saying like well because it's so new like I, I was sort of questioning about whether mm. I should get it or not as well um, and so a lot of players like Dane Zorko has come out in the AFL and said that he doesn't he doesn't think that Liam Jones will be the last to retire because of the unknown mm. about it but I think that thinking about like vaccines have been around since like Mm. Smallpox, yeah. Right? Like, yeah. So it's not like the the concept of a vaccine is not new. Yeah. And I just feel like if you give, like, so he's an expert AFL player. If you yeah. give an expert doctor or medical professional the task of going, look, we've got this massive world pandemic here, and mm. we're investing this amount of money and this mm. amount of resources into yeah. finding a vaccine, like that's what they're meant to do. Like yeah. they are actually experts, yeah. in my opinion, unless like you believe that. The, the whole Google world is, is cooked, like, and yeah, yeah. Google's <laughs> yeah. Google's a better source. Yeah, yeah, I just find it hard to go. 
Like imagine if a doctor came out and said, "Look, Liam Jones, what you need to do is just um, get your fists like closed and make sure that you spoil some mm. like in front yeah. of him and just start critiquing him." Yeah. Yeah. I felt it would be quite a weird concept. Yeah. Like, what the? What are you talking about? Yeah. Um, but then, <laughs> but, then one, yeah. <laughs> but then the shoe on the other foot. Like, look, mm. nah, your vaccine's not good enough for me. Yeah. Sorry, I'm retiring. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. Yeah. I no. think if there's, if there's a I think there's a pretty overwhelming consensus, mm. certainly amongst yeah, scientists yeah. and experts in their field. So I would be, I would be backing them in. Beautifully, beautifully led, lethal. Thank you, guys. Thank you, um, Skin. I think you had something to talk about as well, now. I did something sport related. We had a good question sent in from a listener. I think on the on the speak pipe. Boys, got a theory that I'd like your thoughts on, um, and that is that AFL and NRL are actually damaging the international sporting prowess of Australia. These two very popular sports suck hundreds, potentially thousands of our best athletes out of world games like basketball, cricket, athletics, swimming, rugby union, soccer, all sports that we could do very, very well on the world stage where other countries actually care about them. But instead, we waste our star athletes playing NRL and AFL. What are your thoughts? I think waste is a bit stiff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah slightly yeah. harsh with the language there, but what do you reckon? Start us off, Gudge. No, look, I, I disagree because, like, I mean... He sort of meant like a couple of nitpicky things. Like he mentioned cricket as a world game as well, but like I mean, cricket's not exactly. I mean, there's only twelve test playing nations anyway. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's obviously we play cricket yeah. all around the world and stuff like that. But like, I, I don't know. Like, are, are you really giving up being a professional athlete like for the whole sake of like, oh, I'm going to go to the Olympics, for example, which is obviously an amazing achievement. But I don't know. It's I, I disagree to a point. It's it's a tricky argument, really. I don't know. I'm not very it strong. Is. I'm not really strong with that either way. But I, I, I do, I do disagree. Okay. Yeah. Any I, thoughts, Lethal? Oh, I think it's cool to have sports in mm. Australia that like are kind of probably yeah, but that are recognised only in Australia, like mm. that are big mm. games in yeah. Australia. But it gives like a real. It, I think it allows like sporting teams to be incredibly yeah. passionate. I think America has like a really similar thing. Well, with, well, so, I, mean, I wonder if that same question would be posed to someone in America who would say, "Oh yeah, or our you know our baseballs yeah. are like yeah. you know like oh they should be doing track and field in the Olympics." You know what I mean? Like I wonder if that sort of happens. Like yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So uh, I I just think it's I don't, also don't think that there are enough. Like if you're a, if you're an up and coming kid, then at the moment the way the world is, you're mm-hmm. gonna head more towards those because they look like legitimate pathways for people mm. to as, as a full-time job and a full-time income is to play in AFL or NRL where there's 18 clubs mm. and however many people on a list like that that's a genuine realistic mm. potentially in, mm. in many cases pathway to yeah. actually making some financial uh, yeah well and a lot yeah, of things impact. a lot of things you sort of mentioned there like you know like we're quite team sport centric here in Australia I reckon as well so like the only probably one that's obvious is probably soccer where but Yep. You th- you got to think as an Australian, you've probably got to go to Europe to, to make it as a soccer player. Whereas you can stay right here in your own backyard and become you know, the, the best rugby league player in the world, or whatever it is. You know, what I mean, and, that, and that's generally undisputed. So mm. yeah, it's it's obviously a lot bigger pond over there as well. So it depends how you want to look at it as well. What do yeah. you got for a skin? You're a stat man. Yeah, we're waiting for your yeah. stats here, okay. eagerly skin. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I tried to do a little bit of research. I wouldn't say I've got got. Heaps to rattle off here, mm. but yeah, I'll try to try to find a little something. I had a look at sort of uh, viewers and participation in sports in Australia and then worldwide as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly, if you look at the viewers of sports in Australia, his his theory like, sort of makes sense. And NRL, uh, AFL's top of the list with seven point nine million viewers. 
uh, per year, I think, and NRL second, 3.6, and then it's soccer, rugby unions all the way down at 0.77. I think rugby unions probably the other fairly obvious one that's a yeah. world sport that we suck at a bit. Yeah. Um, oh, but, like, but even that, like, you say sucks. Like, we're still probably a top yeah. five nation yeah. in the world, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that's fair. Yeah. In Australia, we consider sucking not being the best. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, correct. <laughs> um, <laughs> Same as Valleys. Mm. Yeah, so that so that was by viewers, but then I, I had a look at, it, at at participation as well to see if there was sort of anything there to back up his back up his claim. And uh, the Australian government actually did a big report on sport participation in 2017, I believe, mm-hmm. and the highest participation, the most, the sport with the most participation in children in Australia was swimming with 31.8 percent. Wow. Which is every parent wants their kid to know how to swim, mm. isn't it? Well, well, yeah. well that's what yeah, I mean. Yeah, I, wonder if that, I wonder if that is learn to swim or is it that's, swimming well, as in swimming carnivals? It's outside yeah. of school. Yeah, right. Um, oh. So, yeah, it's extracurricular stuff outside of school. But, I mean, that like Australians do dominate at swimming, really, in the yeah, Olympics yeah. and stuff as yeah. well. So that's not, that's not a massive shocker, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, and second was soccer at 14.2%. Mm. And I think AFL was third with 8.8%, but, like, NRL was only 3.1%. Yeah. Before that's so obviously... Well, Cricket 5.4, basketball 7.3, athletics 5.5. Mm. Uh, again, rugby union was was pretty dust at 1.7%. Mm. So yeah, that was that. I found I found that interesting, and then I yeah had a look at, at sort of how much these sports were watched worldwide, and I think number one was well, obviously soccer 3.5 billion, mm-hmm. um, basketball 2.4, cricket 2.5 were pretty competing. Rugby yep. union only 0.4, hockey hockey 2.2. I didn't expect hockey, field hockey. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's quite big in India, even arguably yeah. bigger than cricket. Yeah, Mark Noel said, said that. He was, oh, he yeah. Said yeah, it was, yeah, of course. Yeah, religion over there. Yeah. Was, uh, um, we, we got the chocolate's previous guest, yes. by the way. I wouldn't have a clue what episode no, number it is. In the, good man, the 80s or 80s. We've done so um, many now, though. That's yeah, the other thing. Yeah, he was good, too, wasn't he? He was very good. But, yeah, so I didn't really find anything super convincing that to sort of really drive his theory home, you know. I wouldn't say that I, I found strong evidence supporting his claim, but I'll tell you what a big problem could be. The sport with the highest participation in adults in Australia for men and women, have a guess. Highest participation? Or highest like participation. Sport is in, like, physical activity. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. I'm going to say, I'm going to say e-sports. That, that doesn't count, surely. Well, oh, apparently it does. Can it work? Apparently it does. Yeah. Okay. Wait. So physical activity, Wait, walking, or walking, yeah, walking, walking, walking yeah. is number one most participation in adults. Surely that's we're not bloody getting. No too one's far walking with the where the world. hips popped out though, like yeah. they did in the Olympics, so are they? <laughs> <laughs> I hope. Good point. I don't know. I mean, walking and esports are right up there yeah. together. I think. Walk to the fridge and get some more Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Oh, no, we're, but, um, we're, we like esports, don't we? Yeah, we like yeah, yeah, good yeah. people. Yeah, we yeah, like them all. Yeah. 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 Um, Dick Morgan. But, yeah, Johnny so... Walker. <laughs> That's scotch. <laughs> it's not a sponsor. Also good people. Yeah. <laughs> if they want to jump on board. You would have spelled your two, but... Anyways, that, that, they were all the stats that I really had a good look into. But it reminded me um, the other day that someone pointed out that, like, because well, New Zealand was going quite well mm. in the Cricket World Cup, they've only got five million people there. In New yeah. Zealand, and that's like they were on tra- They were looking like they were going to yeah. win the bloody cricket World Cup, and that's not even their well, main sport. Like right now, they're literally like arguably the best in the world at cricket. They're not arguably, the, but they are the best in the world at rugby, at rugby union, union yeah. and they're probably the second best in the world at rugby league. Yeah, they're doing it, and actually, well, they're second best in the world in women's netball as well. Yes, yeah. I don't. What are, what are what they, they got? What's the in the water, water over there? <laughs> <laughs> Jinx skin. Come on. 
It always amazes me when people say only 5.5 million yeah. something because it still sounds like such a massive number. But yeah, but it's not. It's not. Like yeah, we've so got what, like 24 got? Five. million yeah, and that's a, nothing. Yeah. Like, yeah. America's yeah. got 300 million. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it'd be quite a few. Most of them million. listen to Europe this podcast is, too, Europe is, as yeah, well. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. most. Yeah, I have of them. heard that. Almost yeah. all of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah we've got about as many. Million we've got like about that. as many uh, viewers as NFL at about four hundred and fifty million. Yeah, yeah. nice. That's yeah. about right. Yeah, that's about right. Just obviously, good. going good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who who sent in that question to the speak pipe? That was Adam. That it, Adam, if you want to give us some more information, because that was we didn't really give an answer at all. There, we were actually quite sucked at that. But like, it was if you want to send some more information, interesting. Yeah, Chat, it's though. a really that is one. We probably need more than yeah. forty minutes to get through that, yeah, and more so. than one beer. Or if any so. other listeners want to yeah. pine on that, I'd I'd be happy to hear yeah. some points of view. Oh, that'd be good. Give us your thoughts. Skin, yeah. that's a great call. Yeah. You are yeah, just skin. get some other listeners to give their yeah. theories. Yeah. What do you reckon? What do you think? We haven't really answered. No, just sit on the fence. <laughs> we sit on the fence. <laughs> oh, we never do that. No, no. What do you mean we never do? I'm gonna be that every time someone asks us a question. I'm gonna be picking splinters out of my rectum. The amount of times I say, I really hate sitting. I really hate sitting on the fence, but I'm just gonna sit right on the fence. We should get a fencing company to sponsor us. Guys, don't take offence here. Oh come on, skin. That'll take us out. Great. Hey guys, we, uh, we've got a guest with us at the moment. I've slipped out into the back deck here, which is probably better for the aesthetic of the show. Absolutely. Uh, thank you. So I'm just behind you, so I don't look back here. But Dylan Kritzinger, uh, he is with us at the moment. I've got him. You've got a mic, Dylan, have you? Can you yep. test that? Make yep. sure it's working. I hope that's working. Dylan Kritzinger from Crits Media, who supports We Got The Chocolates quite a bit. In yep. fact, he's always on the tools, cutting up videos for us. Also plays quite a bit of cricket, Goaty. Mm-hmm. And uh, this segment, uh, you might be familiar with it because it involves you. It's called You're A Quizzed, Goaty. Tell me never still. Just slow to start this jingle. And it comes good. You're a quizzed, Goaty. Shouldn't have said that. No more questions. Don't ask any more questions. The eyes, I reckon, they unnerve some folk. Not to mention the pincers. Yeah, I reckon that too. Perfect. So, Dill, don't let... Uh, I mean, Goaty will try and talk you out of, you know, a fantastic performance. I'll just let that... Let the Harry Potter... Theme music, just yeah, just sort of cruise in the background. Essentially, there are five questions. Still, you've got thirty seconds to answer them. If you do not know a question and you don't want us to come back to it, just say donuts. Uh, if you think that there's a chance that you might know it later on, you can say pass. I wouldn't recommend it. We haven't seen that be pulled <laughs> off successfully yet. Um, go to you. Will leave the room in mm-hmm. a second. I think the topic for today, given that we are at the Gabba, there is a cricket game behind us. The 2020 World Cup final was played out during the week. It just made sense for the topic to be rowing tennis <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. it is cricket it is indeed cricket so uh skin Shock. this is where you're gonna have to lift you pretty ordinary last time to be honest uh well, so yeah. you are going to be in charge of making sure you write down people's answers yeah yeah that's a nice much easier job than pressing the starter on the timer so thanks <laughs> no, i think it's harder. Yeah. i think it's harder and you couldn't even do that right that's last good. time that was, <laughs> am i in the bin now? yeah Thank you're you. gone i'm gone all yeah. right thanks yeah. Gary. you're See outside you, in the soundproof uh soundproof box there Perfect. We'll turn your mic off. Dylan, your time will start when I finish the first question, when I finish reading the first question. And the first question goes like this. Harold Dickey Bird is a famous what? Umpire. Okay. Question two. During the first test at Lords in the 2005 Ashes series, which bowler became the fourth in history to take 500 test wickets with the dismissal of Marcus Scothic? Glenn McGrath. Yeah. Which former Australian player's uh, nickname is Sauce, son of Swampy? 
Sean Marsh. What is a Jaffa? Just like an unplayable ball. And spell tampering. T-A-M-P-E-R-I-N-G. Stop the clock. Laura, you got any time left over there? Two seconds. Oh, two geez. seconds remaining. And I absolutely freaked you over there too by saying question two, which I'm not meant to do <laughs> whatsoever. Do you want to let Goaty back into the... So, Skin, you've got his answers down there. I do. Yes. I have okay. some of them. Yep, you've got them. Do you want, Is there any you want to clarify? I wouldn't mind you reminding me what the fourth question was. Fourth question. Well, you're about to hear it again. So, um, do you have his answer? His answer was... Well, we won't say it now because Gaudi's back in. Yeah. And, uh, I've got it. I've got it sorted. Don't Excellent. worry. Gaudi, come and get back on your mic, please. Dylan, went well. Went well. Um, I won't give too much away yet. Your mic's on. It's off mute. It's ready to go. So pick that one up, Gaudi. Dylan, you can stay in here and see how he goes. Gaudi, you're nervous? Okay. Yep. Gaudi, your time will also start when I finish the first question. And it goes like this. Harold Dickey Bird is a famous what? Umpire. Okay, and question two. During the first test at Lords in the 2005 Ashes series, which bowler became the fourth in history to take 500 test wickets Warney. with the dismissal? Which former, no, Austra- shit, which shit, former shit, Australian shit, shit. player's nickname is Sauce, son of Swampy? Former Australian? Well, it's well, Sean Marsh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What is Jaffa? A good ball. Okay, and spell tampering. Damn it. <laughs> T A M P R E I N G. Stop the clock. I hate spelling. <laughs> Skittle, Skittle, to have you gone there? Okay, uh, Skittle. I don't know how you went on the. Um, on I've the, gone poorly. Though. Okay, okay. okay. so bit. you've got just as bad. Yeah. Just a reminder. With I don't know if I said this at the start. Remind me if I did or not. But there are a. We got the chocolates pair of budgie smugglers is with the prize being played for here at the moment, Dill. Uh, so, I mean, Goaty, hopefully you win. It'd be good to see you in those. Uh, yes. <laughs> Especially for my wife. <laughs> she actually messaged saying, can you please try to get Andrew in a pair of these? Did you actually? I'm not joking. No, no, good. That's a true story. Anyway, uh, question one, Skin. Uh, the question Ooh. was, Harold Dickey Bird is a famous what? They both said umpire. They're both correct. It's one Excellent. Yep. During the first test at Lords in 2005, what bowler became the fourth in history to take 500 test wickets with the dismissal of Marcus Triscothic? Mm-hmm. Gody, we do have to, and we didn't say it, Skin, and that's poor by me, we do have to accept the first answer. We did say that in the, the last episode that we did this segment. Yep. And, and therefore, was in that segment. So. Yes, and Gody was in that segment, so we can't claim Should he didn't know. I do remember the rules. So we can't claim he didn't know. He did say Shane Warne. Yep. Uh, and then corrected it to Glenn McGrath. We can't give him that point. Dylan Kritzinger said to Glenn McGrath, nailed it straight away. Dylan leads 2-1. Which former Australian players, or potentially still current Australian to be fair, uh, is Sauce. They both said Sean Marshkin. That yep. is question three. It is a 3-2 advantage to Kritzinger Berger with the lot at the moment. Number four, what is a Jaffa? Uh, were you happy with both definitions given there, Skin? Yeah, Dill said, I, I remembered. Dill said, unplayable ball. Goody said, good ball. I think I'm, I'm cool. happy with both. Perfect. Spell tampering. Dylan Kritzinger said, T-A-M-P-E-R-I-N-G, which is correct. Andrew Goody said, T-A-M-Z friggin' <laughs> Q. <laughs> <laughs> no, I spelled it right. You did it. I thought he got it right. No, he spelled it wrong. He said, T-A-M-P-E-R-I-N-G. You just made that up the I'm looking at this phone here. Well, yeah, but that was just me trying to spell it wrong as well. You missed the E. If I get it right, I'm going to go back and check the recording. Yeah, let's check it. It could be egg on my face, but, well, you won't know. If you're listening now and it's still in the episode, Goody got it wrong. 
<laughs> so, Dylan, that, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, Skin has it as a 5-4 victory. I have it as a 5-3 victory. But one thing is for sure, you have absolutely beaten Goaty in your acquisite Goaty. And he Maybe goes to it. We? Uh, we'd probably need a clap. I reckon I can find you a clap if you want, Dylan. Yeah, uh, yeah here, let me just, um, we're looking for applause. Well done. Very I'm not getting paid enough here on the buttons. <laughs> Upside down buttons too, Gibbs. That's right. That's not, I'm actually been better. <laughs> not hard. Dylan, you will get a pair of We Got The Chocolate Spudgy Smugglers. Keep an eye out for them in the post for the next eight months. <laughs> Be there at some stage, I'm sure. Uh, whenever. What's the cheapest day for postage skin? Couldn't tell you. Yes, yeah, like, you can. It's like petrol. goes up and down. No, it's out of the budgies. Yeah. No, it would just be a matter of inflation, probably, so sooner the better, I guess. <laughs> okay. Dylan, thank you so much for making your debut on the We Got The Chocolates podcast, mate. We appreciate it a lot. No worries. Thanks for having me. Guys, you're in for a tweet this week. Did I get that segment right, Gabes? You did. Absolutely. Perfect. Yeah. Beautiful. This one's from a golfer uh, by the name of Eddie Pepperell. Now, Eddie, a little bit of background, is was trying to hold on to his European tour card. Like, he's a pretty good golfer. He's had a pretty bad year, though. So um, he, he tweeted about the last tour of the year trying to keep his tour card. And he said, uh, last chance saloon here in Dubai for me this week. As Eminem would say, one shot, one opportunity. He also said, my bummer's on your lips, my bummer's on your lips. So who knows how it'll go. <laughs> He's very funny, Eddie Pepperell too. Like he's, he's what did you say his name was? Eddie Pepperell. Pepperell. Yeah, P E W P E R E W L. If he has a really good day, could you say Pepperells him all around he the ground? Pepperells the pin. <laughs> Pepperells no, the pin. Skin. 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 Can oh you tell me? I, I thought those lyrics were always "My mama's on your lips." Well, I thought that was something else as well. But, I don't but, know. Yeah, I don't know. I'll double check, I suppose. Yeah. You are the Eminem fan around here, Skin. So you're gonna have to uh, yeah, you're gonna have to sort that out for yeah, us, unfortunately. Okay, and that is episode 109 of the We Got The Chocolates podcast. It is done at the on-location episode, actually, at the Gabba. And thank you very much to the Gabba for having us here. Fantastic. Uh, if you know the solid times that come from being in a team, throw your hand up on the website, on Instagram or Facebook to share a story or question that your mates have been throwing around. And you might find yourself on the potty. Um, and if you're not in a team, guys, get involved with one today. It's definitely the best decision that you will ever make. Uh, but, Skim, where can people get in touch with us? Well, social media, which you've already alluded to, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. You could where be more specific, though, Skim. Mm-hmm. You could tell them yeah, what, well, what they look there, for. Yeah, I'm getting there. Look for We Got The Chocolates. Yeah. Um, at We Got The Chocolates. At We Got The Chocolates. Or, and our website is wegotthechocolates.com.au. It is. Yeah. Save your legs. That's right. Um, and from Gody, Mitch and myself, remember that whether you're 10 goals up, down, in the bin or have the spoon, you're still getting amongst it and that means you're absolutely getting the chocolates. Thank you so much for your time today. Good luck in the future as always. And that stops. Well, that's the podcast. So what the hell are you still doing here? Go and get the chocolates, you marvellous beast. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.